Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday, if it's Thursday for you. We're almost done with the week. All very, very exciting things. What's new with me? I am just in a happy state of mind right now. I'm feeling peachy because we are 10 days away from my birthday. Very exciting. And then right after that is Thanksgiving. I get to see my whole family. It's just a good time of year right now. I hope that you guys are feeling the same way. This past weekend was pretty chill. My boyfriend's brother was in town. We went to a comedy show, just hung out. It's always so fun to have guests. We love it. But now this week has been pretty tame. Not a whole lot going on. Just gearing up for one of my favorite days of the year. Aside from that, I did watch some content this weekend, one thing in particular that I am very excited to talk about, and we will get to that a bit later in the episode, but before we do that, let's get right in to what's hot this week. First up is more of an announcement about a star that we have not seen in the limelight for quite some time. According to HypeBay.com, Lindsay Lohan releases an official cover of Jingle Bell Rock, 18 years after the premiere of Mean Girls, which features that iconic scene. Hype Bay continues on by saying, Blast from the past? Lindsay Lohan has dropped an official cover of Jingle Bell Rock with Ali Tominique. It's ironic, considering her Mean Girls character, Katie Heron, had an iconic scene jamming out to that song. However, the track actually isn't related to the 2004 film. The new official cover is for her upcoming holiday movie, Falling for Christmas, co-starring alongside Glee alum, Cord Overstreet. According to the official synopsis, in the forthcoming Netflix film, a newly engaged spoiled hotel heiress, played by Lohan, gets into a skiing accident, suffers from total amnesia, and finds herself in the care of a handsome, blue-collared lodge owner and his precarious daughter in the days leading up to Christmas. Falling for Christmas premieres on Netflix today, November 10th. First of all, the fact that a Christmas movie is premiering today, insane. We haven't even made it to Thanksgiving. And as you may have guessed, I am a person that does not like to skip over Thanksgiving to get right to the December holidays. I like to give all the holidays all my attention. So I am probably not going to watch this until I feel it is the appropriate time to watch it which definitely has to be after my birthday. I can't just fly by that. That's a very important date to me in November. But anyway, this new cover, Lindsay Lohan being in the new movie, I think it's amazing that seemingly she's in a better place in her life than she once was. Of course, we do not know her. We do not know all that she's been through, all that she's still going through. We just know what we have seen from the public portrayal. And from that alone, I'm just happy for her that she's able to work, that she's doing music. I think it's great as long as she feels like it's a good step for her. I do wonder how she feels about getting back into acting after all this time. If she feels intimidated by it, feels excited by it. I'm definitely excited to see her on screen again. I loved her in Mean Girls, just like the rest of the world did. I loved her in Freaky Friday. She's original, she does a great job, and I am sure that I am going to love this movie because when that time does roll around where I'm ready to consume all of the holiday content, trust me when I say, I consume it all. 
I love all the Netflix movies, the Hallmark ones. I soak it all up. It's so fun for me. So I'm just excited that I get to add another one to my list. As for the song, I did listen to it. Of course, it's very fun. It's a cover of Jingle Bell Rock. How could it not be? Check it out for yourself. And if you are ready to fall into Christmas, check out Falling for Christmas. See what I did there? Check out the new movie starting today on Netflix. All right, guys. Next up for what's hot, some incredibly exciting news. I'm sure that you guys have heard, but I had to bring it to the podcast. Another story coming from HypeBay.com. Taylor Swift adds eight dates to the Eras Tour and shares snippet of exclusive track, Hits Different. Taylor Swift has blessed fans with lots of exciting updates. The singer-slash-songwriter took to social media to reveal she has added eight dates to the Eras Tour, which she first announced last week. Minutes later, she shared a snippet to her Target-exclusive Midnight's track, Hits Different. Swift tweeted alongside a tour poster highlighting the new date, saying, Um, looks like I'll get to see more of your beautiful faces than previously expected. We're adding eight shows to the tour. As for the song, Hits Different, she shared a video of her lip syncing along to the track. She captioned the clip, Hits Different really hits different. Plus, it's got one of my fave bridges. It's only available on the Target CD, so feel free to scamper over to the nearest store. My goodness, you guys, I feel like whenever Taylor is in the news, she stays in the news. She stays releasing big announcements over and over again. First, we got Midnight's, a brand new album, okay? Very exciting for the Taylor Swift fans of the world. Then after that, we got additional songs on the record. Then after that, she's telling us there's an additional song on the Target CD. And she's going on tour. And not just any tour, she is going on an era's tour. That means that we are going to hear music across so many different albums. Albums that have never toured before. Albums that she re-recorded that she now has the rights to. The new stuff that just came out, songs that we haven't heard in forever. I am so excited for this. I want to go so bad. I feel like I just have to figure out where I want to see her. Either in Chicago, or maybe I'll go back to LA. Or who knows, maybe I will fly to a random city. Or maybe somewhere international. She hasn't released the international dates yet, but maybe I will go above and beyond for this. Probably not. I'll probably see her where it's the easiest to see her and where tickets are available. But you never know. Crazier things have happened. I'm just so happy that she's doing this and that she didn't decide to only tour one or two albums. This is going to be quite the show. I have a feeling it's going to be hard to get tickets, but I'm determined. Let me know if you guys are planning to go to a show, what city you're going to see her in. I want us all to share our experiences if we do end up going. Stand by to see if this becomes a reality for me. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good and right in to the content that I told you that I consumed this past weekend. What I watched that I really wanted to talk to you guys about was the documentary that I feel like everyone is talking about right now. And that is Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me. 
Here's your summary. Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me is a 2022 American documentary film that follows singer and actress Selena Gomez during a six-year period of her career. The film documents her struggles with fame and her physical and mental well-being in the wake of her diagnosis with lupus and bipolar disorder. First off, I want to say I found it to be incredibly interesting. The vulnerability that she was able to show in this documentary is really amazing to me, but I can't even imagine how hard that would be to put something out there that is showing elements of your personality that aren't necessarily in the best light or what we would traditionally think is the best light. She has so many moments where she doesn't feel confident. She's scrutinizing herself. She doesn't believe in herself. She's taking it out on those around her. She feels incredibly remorseful for doing that. She feels like she doesn't deserve the position that she's in. She feels like because she has this position, she has to utilize it to help certain people. And more than just help certain people, her ultimate goal is to save people. She says that multiple times within the documentary. That's a lot to let people in on. And I think it's especially a lot when you know that everyone's going to have an opinion on it. This isn't just a regular person walking down the street that has their own struggles and vulnerabilities. This is somebody that is so incredibly in the public eye. So to put something out like this, I can't even imagine how daunting it would feel. And what I found really interesting is that she almost didn't put it out. I read her Rolling Stones article, and they said in it, quote, The documentary is so raw that Gomez almost didn't sign off on its release. I'm just so nervous, she says of that prospect, pulling her bare feet up onto the chair. Because I have the platform I have, it's kind of like I'm sacrificing myself a little bit for a greater purpose. I don't want that to sound dramatic, but I almost wasn't going to put this out. God's honest truth. A few weeks ago, I wasn't sure I could do it. So her saying that, of it being her reality that she would have to open herself up in order to have this greater purpose, clearly incredibly challenging. But it all very much was her reality. Another part of the article that I pulled out because I thought it perfectly described all that was going on in the documentary, how vulnerable she really was. The Rolling Stones writes, The cameras do not stop rolling, and the next hour plus provides one of the least sugar-coated explorations of mental illness one is likely to find on film. There are scenes in which Gomez is unable to get out of bed, scenes of her lashing out at friends, scenes of her roaming her house aimlessly, scenes of her coming apart in the middle of a press tour, contemptuously responding to the media circus when she isn't seeming to disassociate entirely. I thought it was a really powerful portrayal because again, it doesn't show her in the best light all the time. That in and of itself made me feel the authenticity more. And then, of course, there were so many other parts of the documentary that I found to be really powerful, enjoyable. One scene that I loved is when she was on stage and the people in the audience started singing her song back to her. And she was so genuinely overcome with emotion. And it feels like this moment means so much to her. And previous to that scene, you see her completely distraught, thinking that no one's going to like this show that it's too young, that it's not the image that she wants, all of these different things. And then, 
you see her just be so overcome with emotion because these people, these fans, they do love what she's doing. They love what she's putting out. So much so that you have a stadium full of people singing every single lyric back to you. That scene definitely got me. Got a little emotional there, not gonna lie. I also loved hearing little tidbits that I just didn't know about. Like she wrote the song, Lose You to Love Me, in 45 minutes. That's incredible. To create something that so many people are going to listen to, so many people are going to love in under an hour. That, to me, is obvious talent. If you guys haven't seen it, I recommend. She says throughout it multiple times that she wants to be a part of the conversation. And I think it's safe to say she definitely is now. Of course, this is not an all-encompassing story. I think if you watch it with the reminder that this is her story, her reality, her vulnerabilities, and if nothing else, like I said, I think her ability to be able to share, to surpass the hurdle of how everyone is going to perceive this and just tell her story, I think that made it worth the watch for me. If you guys do want to see it, you can watch it on Apple TV And I also recommend that you guys read the Rolling Stones article. So well written, of course. It's the Rolling Stones. It's by Alex Morris. I really enjoyed it. You guys might too. Check it out. Alright guys, and last up for what's good, your song this week, All the Debts I Owe by Camp. Such a perfect fall song in my opinion. So of course, it's on the playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good on Spotify. Now it's time to get into need to know basis and coming right off of that conversation about the Selena Gomez documentary. I of course took a main takeaway from that and that has really inspired the topic this week for need to know basis. And that main takeaway, I think the best way that I can label it is perceived perception. In this documentary, she talks a lot about how she thinks other people are viewing her, what they think about her, if and how they're judging her, not only how she looks, but how she sounds, what she says, who she's with or who she's not with, all these elements of how she perceives being perceived. And I think that is an incredibly relatable idea, an incredibly relatable challenge, because that question of how we're being perceived, I think that a lot of time, it stops us from being ourselves. If we're overthinking how other people are viewing us, that can start to be incredibly debilitating. Not only are the potential thoughts of other people living rent-free in your brain, I think it then has the potential to turn us into chameleons, molding ourselves into what we think others want us to be because of that fear of not being accepted or being judged or being misunderstood. And what's interesting about that too is that we don't even know for sure that that's what other people want to see. That's why it's a perceived perception. We think that we know. But that idea that we're not what other people want or that we're not good enough or that we need to change ourselves, that is... I think commonly seeps into our brains, especially now that so many eyes are on everyone at all times. I know not technically, we can't all see each other all the time, 
but we do have access to everyone whenever we want it. Multiple different platforms, multiple different devices, multiple different ways. Through voice, through pictures, through videos, through written word. Everyone is everywhere. And while we may not be on the same scale as someone like Selena Gomez, I think this is something that everyone deals with to a certain extent. And I don't think it's to say that if you feel this way sometimes, you're not confident in who you are, or you don't like yourself. I think these things can often exist at the same time. You can think somebody thinks something about you and choose not to care, even if you're not right about how they think about you. That's the tangible decision, whether you let your perceived perception impact you. And depending on who you are, how you feel, what your personality is like, what kind of day you're having, it can be easier said than done. But I think what I've learned is that for me, I think that's why I value my family and my close relationships that I have so much. Because even if you feel like you're being your authentic self in public, maybe even if you feel like you're more so than others, I don't think there's a closer level of comfortability that when you're around people that know you the best and judge you the least. Pure love. Unapologetic love. No matter if you're weird, or you say things that are sometimes off-putting, or even if you're incredibly annoying sometimes. Anything that you can think of that maybe somebody else that didn't know you as well would view in a negative light, people that are your people, they accept those things about you. And not even in a way that's so formal. Maybe accept isn't even the right word. You just are who you are to them. There is no explanation needed. And I think maybe the best word that I can use to describe the feeling that I'm talking about amongst family and friends and those that don't judge you is home. It's like even if you are yourself everywhere else, there's an extra level of home that I think you need to be on that intimate level of community, that intimate level of relationship to have that feeling inside of you. And it really is just a feeling. That's why it's kind of hard to describe. Almost like being as comfortable around just yourself as around those people. I don't know if any of that made complete sense, but my whole point in all of this was really just that this documentary made me think of how we think other people think about us. And I think if we can spend our time, our energy, into those that we don't fear what they're thinking about us, because we are just us to them, I think that's really important. And again, if you have a tendency to think about how others are thinking about you, that's okay, that's normal. I think just try to remind yourself that that's not the most important thing. Other people's opinions about you don't shape who you are. You get to make the decision about who you are as a person, how you act, how you treat others. So I guess just try to not give other people's thoughts more power than they actually have. Just be kind, do the best that you can do, ask questions, listen to people, accept other people, try to not impose that sense of judgment around those around you. Because like I just said, we all know how that feels. Not all judgment is bad, but just try to understand before you do and remind yourself that you have never, ever walked a day in somebody else's shoes. 
I think all those things, they may seem small, but I think they can get us pretty far. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Focus on cultivating community that likes the home version of you. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 